Hello and welcome to another edition of the Mouthy Money podcast. Uh, today we are digging into a topic that on the face of it seems quite straightforward, but once you actually kind of really get into uh, the technicalities and the intricacies of it, it, it is rather like going down a rabbit hole with many, many different kind of threads uh, and interesting uh, issues and points um, to discuss. Uh, that is the uh, the issue of cash and cash's place, the place of, of, of kind of physical cash in, in kind of modern day society. I'm joined by uh, an illustrious guest, one who I've known for, for actually many years now, probably more than half a decade. Too it must many be. years, Ed, too many years. <laughs> Martin Quinn, who is, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, campaign director of the Payment Choice Alliance. Is that right? I am indeed. Yeah, one of five of us indeed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So mine's joining me today to essentially lay out the defence of, of, of cash and its place in society. Now, Cash is, like I said just now, one of those kind of topics where you think on the face of it, okay, it's coins and it's, you know, it's notes and banknotes and, and you know, stuff that comes out of a cash machine and you, you use yeah. to pay for things. But once you kind of really kind of dig into to what cash is, you really start to realize that there's something really important and really fundamental about cash and, and the kind of the way our society and, you know, any kind of capitalist, modern, basically any society in the world really functions. Now, when we talk about cash, I mean, it is ultimately, it's a form of, it's a, it's a payment technology, right? And Martin, just, just before we kind of go into your background a little bit, that's what ultimately the Payment Choice Alliance is saying, right? It's, it's, it's providing access to that specific technology and, and defending that access. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll go we'll, we'll onto that in a minute, but yeah, I mean, it is about, yeah is about cash acceptance and it's a, it's about being able to use your cash where where and when you when you please when you boil it all down mm. to the nitty-gritty yeah so mine just give us um before we kind of dig delve even deeper uh give us a, your your background tell us kind of uh what the day job is and and kind of yeah. uh, and where you where in where you come from okay well listen ed i mean you've got got it it could be at least over five years ago now we both worked at uh at Centaur, uh, at Headline Money, uh, you know, you were one of the content editors there, and I, I, I was doing the selling side, which I'm still doing it years later, seven years in, um, with the Headline Money Awards and indeed Headline Money. So I know a lot of the financial journalists like yourself, uh, know a lot of the financial services providers. Uh, so I'm in, I'm in the sort of the realm of that. Uh, so I've been doing that seven odd years. Uh, prior to that, was doing a lot of selling in, uh, for various companies, uh, selling into legal services. But back in the early days, um, I was actually a publican for in most of my twenties for for a good ten years. So I was dealing in a lot of cash back in those days. Uh, in the old days, when you used to have a credit card payment, you won't remember this, uh, Ed, but you'd get someone to give you a credit card, and there was no terminal. You'd get this like thing where you'd have to basically put the card into this plastic device and you'd have three layers of, of, of paper and you'd basically have to do it was like tracing and you'd and, and, and that was it there was no chip and pin back in the day that that was the uh, the good old days funny enough so, i yeah. do i have actually seen one of those machines before although yeah. that being said it wasn't in the uk i remember it when i was a kid going to goodness where was it i went 
I don't even remember now. It was somewhere abroad where obviously, you know, the technology kind of hadn't quite caught up. And I have, it'd be like a French sheet or something in like 1995 or something like, you know, yeah. something like that. But yeah, no, I, I do very vaguely know what you mean, but I imagine most people these days. Although probably... the thing was with that, you'd never know your car yeah. was declined because it couldn't be declined. Yeah, it it chase lot, you afterwards, it was right? all on trust basis. And of course, trust yeah, on yeah. the signature on the back of your card. So it was really, you know, so yeah, like yeah. you, the signature's the same, okay. And it was trust because then you then have to obviously hmm. uh, bank those slips and hopefully touch wood that they would so all tell, go through. Anyway, I digress. But that was, yeah, that, no, yeah. we we love a digression here. But tell us about the uh, the payment choice choice alliance and and kind of your involvement in that organisation. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think I better quickly just bring it back to um, sort of why I got involved. Uh, and this is a well worn story, slightly, but. Probably two and a half years ago, I, I was with my kids. I think we went to Tunbridge Wells and I think for a couple of days, actually, or whatever, just a bit of a half-term break. Uh, and I walked into a – I think it was – am I allowed to name the chain? I I yeah, name. I don't, don't, yeah, don't really I mind. I went to a Cafe Nero, I think, in Tunbridge Wells. And um, I'm in the queue, but ahead of me in the queue, there was a load of carers, uh, you know, with, with various uh, disabled people who were – all sitting down, waiting, uh, you know, you know, waiting patiently for, you know, their coffee, their croissant, whatever the case may be. And as we got nearer the barista at the end of the till, suddenly the barista said, uh, it's, sorry, it's card only. Now, if ever you've ever experienced, uh, you know, carers that bring people out and stuff, you'll normally find they've got a money bag and they will have some element of cash in the money bag. And the idea is that, whatever they're transacting in and buying, they get a receipt to marry up what money they've spent. So let's say everyone's got five pounds in their money bag. The idea is the receipt for four pound 50, there's 50 pence left and, and it can all marry up. So anyway, so they're all sitting down, really excited. It could have been the first kind of outing of the day or whatever. Got to the end of the line and the barista's gone. Sorry, it's card only. And you should have seen the faces on on, on the people that were sitting down and um, I got rather irate. I was trying to argue with the barista, what's going on? Look, at you can't upset these people. There's got to be a way around this. No, sorry, that's company policy. So that was that. They all walked out very disappointed. I then told my kids, right, come on, we're, we're going somewhere else. I'm not having this either. And I think we went to an independent coffee shop up the road. Can't remember the name. I ended up paying in cash there. But the point, that wasn't really the point. I then, that night, I got home and I was so irate that I thought, this this can't be bloody right. And uh, I, de I decided, probably too early, but I decided to do a government petition. Uh, and if you've done a government petition, you, you have to put the petition together, but it has to go to the petitions committee to then actually make sure the wording is okay and they come back with some, suggest some changes but then you have to have at least five people that actually sign it initially for it to, for it to start the process, uh, which I did. And my petition was very simple. And the wording roughly was that w w we need a law change to compel businesses and shops to accept cash alongside card payments. It was rather straightforward. Uh, and at that time, two years ago, I got roughly 950 signatures which in the case of petitions, you need to get 10,000 in order for it to get 
any traction. So I was probably, what's the word? I was probably before the curve completely. But by doing that petition and a few other bits on social media, I I entered the radar of a guy called Ron Del Nevo, um, who, who's uh, quite, um, quite well known in the payment space. Uh, and he messaged me and said, Martin, look, I love what you do. Uh, would you meet for lunch? And I went, yeah, I'll always meet for lunch. Uh, so we met in Carshalton, and Ron turned around and said, listen, Martin, I love what you do around the cash stuff. Uh, we're setting up the Payment Choice Alliance. Uh, you're not going to get paid, by the way, but would you, on a part-time capacity, would you join us as one of the campaign directors? And I said, you know what, I mean, I'm sure I can lend my hand to that. And then kind of roughly five of us joined last February, actually. It's been roughly a year now been doing it on the side and um yeah so join them and you know we're, we're, we're getting some traction so this is what i mean this is what i find really interesting and actually before you i mean obviously as we said you and i've known each other for a while now and the, the kind of the cash campaign yeah. stuff is is more is is a newer thing that you've been working on but before you started working and I started seeing you pop up in my social media feed and you were in the Telegraph today, I think, weren't you yeah. commenting on, on something around contactless payments before actually, I mean, you know, I'm aware of the kind of decline of cash and I've been a financial journalist for a while and we all talk about it and it's been in the papers for years, but I never actually realized that, that when you call something legal tender, that there isn't an obligation for a, a business to accept your money, right? You, you know, they don't, yeah, they don't have I, to take I mean, I called out. I mean, I suppose I, call, I, I called out Nigel Farage on this point. Um, and there's a, to, a quick story behind that. Um, I, I basically, um, uh, midway through last year in the summer, I, I decided that, you know what, um, around Shoreditch and places like that, which are very like hipstery and all the rest of it. And I knew there were certain pubs that wouldn't take cash. So I said, do you know what? We're going to get a camera crew out and we're going to go around and, 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 and do that. And I was speaking to some journalists at the Times and, uh, you know, Lily Russell Jones. I said to Lily, look, you know, I met her at one of our masterclasses and said, listen, do you know what? I, I do this campaigning for cash on the side. And the thing is that young people, if they don't, if young people don't engage with cash themselves, they don't understand the nuances behind it or what the actual issues are. So Lily was going, well, I don't use a lot of cash. So what's the problem? So I had to like almost list out the, 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 the issues that everybody else sort of faces. And then I said, listen, l l let's turn it on its head. Rather than me explaining what the issues are, let me, let me take you out for an evening and let me, you know, in real time, let's go to some pubs and we'll, explore the issues so um so i so the times building is obviously in london bridge so uh, we went to a couple of pubs uh, out there and and the best example i can give you we went to the redwoods which is a sports bar by the station uh and this particular night we've walked in and i've ordered a pint and she's had a mineral water and i knew for a fact it was card only but i said to the barman had my 20 pound note waving it around quite uh, nicely and he's gone oh no it's card only and i explained well why why is that and the old well-worn you know nonsense about covid and um oh during covid we we stopped and you know for health and safety issues which that was always debunked as we know but i said right well covid is gone covid's gone so now what's the excuse now oh it's company policy 
I've gone right. So rather than being, and a lot of people face this, rather than going, well, they've just poured the drinks, I'm going to walk out, and I've with Lily, and I've gone, well, do you know what I'm going to do now? And I got, I got my, got my wallet out, put the twenty pound note away, and said, right. And I think at the time I pulled out, whichever it was, uh, Visa, debit, or whatever. I think it was Mastercard. Mastercard went down. He's gone. Mastercard's down. And I said, right. So, what? Am I now got to pull out another card? And I pulled out a Visa debit one. And transacted it. But while this was going on, Lily was going, oh my God. So one payment system's gone down and now Martin's got to find another card to pay for the drinks. So that, that kind of helped in Lily's mind to explain the issues we have. So anyway, and then I was going around, then, then we sat down and we're talking about obviously the vulnerable groups, uh, you know, obviously the elderly, there's, you know, people being financially excluded and all the rest of it. So Lily was getting a real kind of like, although she didn't use a lot of cash herself, she was starting to understand the issues. So roll forward probably three months. It got to August. Uh, and then Lily said to me, I was on holiday with the kids. Didn't go anywhere. I was just in, in, in London. And she said, right, Martin, I'm doing an article for the Sunday Times. Uh, are you around? We want to send out a photographer. I said, yeah, yeah. I can get to London Bridge. So we took some photographs. Uh, I think it was Richard Pohl, who's one of their photographers. He came and met me, and we did some really nice photographs, all the rest of it. And lo and behold, it got into the Sunday Times, not only in the, not in the, not in the money section, but on page six of the Sunday Times, which, okay, you could argue, was it silly season in August? And not a lot of, this me being, being uh, rather kind of like, you know, didn't matter, but actually, page six. Come the Monday morning, I'm getting GB News ringing me, all the rest of it. Can I come on Farage's show on the Monday night? Um, but but bringing it forward, so Farage was on me about, oh yeah, but you know it's it's legal tender and all of this sort of stuff. But it's not legal tender. That me, everyone thinks it's got the Queen's head on it, or even that the new ones now with Charles. It doesn't matter. So so there's a there's a misconception in in you know out there. People think you know uh, you've got to accept it. No, no you don't. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so, so that that's the thing with legal tender. It doesn't matter at all. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, it, there's a there's a few more kind of things, but it, things I want to get through here. But mm. I think as a, um, and this is, I'm sorry, I'm going to get a bit slightly philosophical on you yeah. now, Ryan. But cash is a technology, right? So ultimately, it's um, we as as you know humans over now thousands of well documented years have mm. used you know different means of exchange to to assign value to something and cash is yeah. probably the most long standing of those but you know you can look at different societies around the world so you go there's islands in the pacific where as money they use big like round stones as as money and that's how they assign value to stuff and you can get into really get into the weeds about how different societies you know use accounting units and this kind of thing but cash is ultimately a form of technology so what it's fighting now in the uk and in other places is new forms of technology so what are new forms of technology it's debit cards like we've kind of mentioned and contactless payments and it's just a different way of paying for this the same thing but uh I think there's something that, that people don't often understand about cash, which actually, I, I mean, I, 
I've always been slightly cynical about the necessity of cash, but having learned this, I'm much more sympathetic to your cause now. And that is that the difference between money that sits in your bank account and money that sits in cash in your pocket is really actually really interesting. Cash is a public service, like tool. So public money, basically, it's, 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 it's money that, that is given out by the state for people to use to transact. Money that sits in your bank account is actually private money. So it's not your money. It's the bank's money that they are, have agreed to effectively uh, look after for you. Uh, and in exchange for that, while it sits in the bank account, they can do what they like with it. And that's a really, really interesting well, that- uh, well, distinction well, well, that well, I think gets lost, and, I mean, and actually, you, you know, the power of cash is the privacy and the and and the control, right? And do you, I mean, I, I almost don't have a question for you there, but no, no, no. But, but that, I mean, let's expand on that. I mean, when I, first, when yeah. I first started this, I wasn't like a massive libertarian, you know. Like, hmm. I was of the viewpoint: if you pay your taxes. I'm not worried about CCTV cameras watching me because I'm not doing anything wrong. So I'm a law-abiding mm. citizen, fair enough, right? So I'm not bothered. But I've come to the viewpoint now is actually, if you look at my bank statement, I mean, you know, most of the time I'll, I'll take out 20, 30 quid, maybe 50 quid and go, right, do you know what? If I spend that, that's fine and, and, uh, fine, and da- fine and dandy. But what I don't, I'm coming more along the lines. I don't want, you know, every single transaction itemized and listed. And then the banks or whoever are then going to just basically monetize my, my, my data. You know, that's another, that's a real big yeah. issue. And I, I'm coming more to, I'm coming more in line with that. I don't want hmm. every single bloody transaction that I've done to be like, you know, yeah. there's, there's money behind it. So that's a worry. And they are, um, and they are, they are def- yeah, and, and that data is definitely about, being used, isn't it? You know, could could governments literally turn you off? You know, like the Canada example or China, Hong Kong, whatever. I mean, you know, do we, without getting to, without getting to the canary in the coal mine, do we really want to give out complete control to, to, to somebody else. I mean, there is a there is a there is a, a beauty about having cash in your wallet, and I can do what the bloody hell I want with it. Mm-hmm. You know, without being illegal about it. Just like you know, and so that so that's the thing. There is a I, I'm I'm coming more to that viewpoint, but so I've so my pendulum has gone probably, yeah yeah, cash is important, but actually I'm going more over to to the you know, the libertarian side, yeah. that makes sense. Well, this is where, yeah, it totally makes sense. And this is where the kind of the rabbit holes start appearing that, that we, you know, we do, we kind of dive down. Um, there are, and what's in, interesting, and there's there's kind of a few more threads to this where uh, it's not just an issue of cash acceptance. There's also this kind of problem of um, access to cash. So bank branches are closing, um, we have, you know, cash machines uh, are no longer free to use or they're disappearing in many communities. Actually getting hold of the cash in the first place is becoming more difficult for many for many people. Then you look at it on the other side where small businesses who want to use cards have to pay kind of onerous card fees to, to big providers, you know, of the kind of the payments networks and that kind of thing. And it starts to paint a picture of 
actually the little guy, you know, Mr. You know, Mr. Joe Bloggs or Mrs. Miggins in the street and, you know, you know, whatever small business on, on your high street cafes and that kind of thing are all basically fighting a losing battle against these kind of, you know, big financial forces in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's, I mean, there's the no thing, protection. Thing, yeah, Ed, I mean, the thing is, look, I mean, you know, and, you know, I, I can't I can't sit here and, you know, slag off the banks. That's not my job. I've got some banks and my clients and the day job. Um, however, you know, you've got the big car providers and some of the high street banks, they want to make a profit uh, and they want, let's be honest about it, they want to drive everyone down the, well, there's some notable exceptions nationwide of uh, uh, fantastic having like uh, declared that they're going to keep their branch network open till about 2026. And I, I applaud that. That's great. But there are some of the bigger guys, I'm not going to name them, but that, you know, they, they're closing branches left, right and center because it's about profit. And the more you can get them down the road of closing the branch, the staff are gone, drive them online. You know, there's, that's the direction of travel. But we have to, we, we have to fight against that because, well, geez, we, we, just, we just have to. I mean, um, but, the, but going back to the issue, so quite important. That's important. We can come back to the, the bank stuff and the ATMs. But I'll give you another recent example. So... Um, I, I went to a I went to a local backstreet pub in I live in Sutton, so one of the backstreets in Sutton, and this particular day, rather embarrassingly, I had no money in my wallet. Right, so I've walked in, and I've ordered a pint of Guinness, right as you do, right, and uh, I've said to the the landlady, actually I didn't know who she was at the time, but landlady, I said I'm really really sorry, a pint of Guinness, um, I don't have any money on me, but I'm going to pay by card. And she said to me, that's £4.90. And I went, okay, I'm really sorry. I don't have cash on me. So I rather apologetically tapped my four ninety, And I said to her, do you mind me asking you a question? Uh, how much does that £4.90 cost you? And she went, what do you mean? And I said, well, it's a card transaction. So do you, have you got any clue about what that transaction has cost you? So luckily her son was there who, who, you know, and he, you know, we sat down, we were talking, I explained who I was, what I was asking the questions for. Um, and it transpired that, you know, that trend, that £4.90 uh, was costing them something like uh, 3.5% just on the transaction fee, plus another 35 pence, plus there was the actual terminal itself. So the long story short of it was per month, the rising number of contactless transactions was costing them about three to four hundred pounds, which might not sound like a lot of money, but when you add up all the costs in a small business, that's an awful lot of profit that is actually leaking out the end. Uh, which I luckily made it into a bit of a case study and got it into the local Sutton Guardian, which I think it was an important thing. But so it's interesting to to kind of know what it was what it was costing them in terms of fees, you know. Um, which people don't, don't understand that. They go, oh, do you know what? It's convenient. I'll just tap, tap, tap. But, you know, in a pub situation, the bigger brewers and the big pub companies can absorb those costs. It's all built in. If you've got one business, I mean, Jesus, that is your profit basically evaporating in front of your eyes. Yeah. You know, so so, I mean, there isn't there is an upshot here, and and this is kind of coming from data and some of the kind of the the, the things that the, the political soundings. I mean, the current the current government, I don't think is is particularly 
uh, interested in the topic. I, remember, I actually remember a few years ago, um, I think it was at the time, Philip Hammond, the, the then chancellor, maybe 2018, maybe, tried to consult mm. to get rid of copper coins. So that's kind of like, you know, the, the first stroke in a cashless society sort of thing. That was actually roundly rebuffed. Um, people, people, I don't think were very happy about uh, to hear that. And we haven't heard of it since. Um, and then last year, I think it was in November, there was some soundings from the kind of Labour Party who kind of increasingly look like they're going to be coming into power in the next, you know, call it eight or nine months, shall we say, um, yeah. about uh, protecting access to cash and rolling out banking hubs and that kind of thing. So, you know, a few positive kind of political signs there. What's really interesting, though, actually, was some statistics I saw from UK finance, which actually they come out quite delayed. So this came out um, looking at it, I think September last year. So, but their numbers go back to 2022. Mm -hmm. And for the first time in more than a decade, the usage of cash had, had a big surprise to everybody. The usage of cash had actually risen slightly. So the usage of cash has been has been on decline, and the use of debit cards has soared. But suddenly, that that decline seems to have stopped and even looks like it might be reversing now what's going on there do you think man i mean i have my own kind of theories about what's yeah, taking yeah. place but well i but mean what do you think? anecdotally i mean we've we, 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 you know we we went out to YouGov uh last june with various other stats and i'm not going to bore you with the various hmm. stats on, on what we found but um anecdotally and i'm out there all the time speaking to people um you know if you are well off and you've got loads of money and you're not bothered, you've, you've got massive credit limits, you've got loads of credit cards, that's the world you're, you're, you're transacting in. If you are on the breadline, cost of living crisis, you're watching every penny, the only way you can actually kind of really manage your finances is going back to basics. It's like, like I said to you, you know, if you've got 97 pound in your current account, and that's got to last the week. Chances are you'll you'll withdraw as much as that as humanly possible, ninety five quid, and then you'll actually then go right. That's I don't know ten pound for the electric meter. You know that's 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 money for the you know the school lunches and and that's that's for the dinners. There is a there is a, a beautiful way of actually tangibly using cash to to, to budget. You know and and you know people like debt. Um, step change and you know studies have been done on this so uh, but but it's really affecting you know people on lower incomes you know people who are struggling and let's face it there's millions of people struggling you know in in the last or certainly couple of years so so so, so what i'm saying is taking away the ability to use cash um i mean just expanding on the topic a little bit you know, most supermarkets now you go into, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I bloody hell. I mean, God, when I did my, my early 20s uh, before the pub game, I was in Sainsbury's and I you was know, on the checkouts at Sainsbury's. And they, they, those times you'd have like 30 checkouts all manned, right? You know, now you go into a supermarket, you might have about four manned checkouts. The rest of them are all self-service. And now, bizarrely, with technology, the ones that accept cash on the self-service, you might have about three and the rest of them are card only. So a lot of the big supermarkets are, is it like a pincer movement as well? So of course, if you're there with your 25 pounds or your 15 quid in your pocket, you're now being 
you, you're now the problem. You're, you're, you're holding everybody up because you want to pay with your, your notes and your coins. But you need to pay with your notes and coins. So, you know, it's, it, it, is in, it is interesting. So, like, there is this, there's loads, you're right, there's loads of different segments to this. There's access to cash. There's cash usage. There is, if you're a small business, can you bank your cash? It's like a, it's like a Ferris wheel or a, or a tripod. If you take away one of the segments, it's going to fall over. Yeah. We kind of need, we need everything to kind of keep spinning. You know, so that's, think, that's my analogy to it, really. Looking to the the future, and I think, and and ha- that kind of reversal in, in the usage, I think, is very interesting. Um, I guess we'd have to wait a bit longer to see kind of if it really, you know, holds out or increases. Thinking about the future, though, one of the, and this is, I mean, it's all still kind of notional, but the Bank of England are working on it, the government's looking at it. Looking at a different form of, 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 of money, I guess we could call it. So I talked about the kind of the difference between private and public money and money that's in the yeah. bank and money that's in your pocket. And actually, what the Bank of England, the government's potential solution to this is, is what is the, the papers have, have you know, dubbed Bitcoin. And yeah. Bitcoin is, is the supposed solution to this, where you don't have to use physical cash, but you have this kind of Bank of England wallet that's kind of secured by blockchain, et cetera. And it means you don't have to keep it in a bank account and this kind of thing. It's all very, it raises all sorts of kind of privacy concerns and there's not a lot of clarity about what they're actually going to do. And, you know, the limits on what you can do with it and and how much you can hold and all this kind of stuff. Um, My guess though, mine would be that you still would prefer the physical stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, my issue with a central bank digital currency, hmm. like I told Farage when, 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 when we, inter- well, I, well, did he, in- he interviewed me? Sorry, not the other way around. <laughs> uh, so I could forget. Yeah. But was that at the time I didn't care. I, I didn't go on the show to talk about CBDC. Couldn't care less. I was about cash. My view of a central bank digital currency or, or a, a, a Bitcoin. It's the solution looking for a problem, right? Don't need yeah. it. Literally, is, it, is, this the, is this the thing we need now at the moment? But I don't know where the problem is. Do we, you know, seriously, I don't, we don't need it. Um, yes, the privacy. Yeah, yeah, I, I, get, I get all that. But literally, it, I can't let, I, I can't really see it happening anytime soon. You know, um, yeah. That's all I say on the matter. It's a bit like, like I don't. I don't see. It's not necessary. I think. Yeah. I think we need to protect the physical rather than the than the digital. Uh, if I'm honest. And the other po- last point, maybe on the, on a, on a CBDC, surely it's not in the bank's interest to allow that because banks are to make profits. But my understanding of a CBDC is it's controlled by the Bank of England. So mm-hmm. if the Bank of England are controlling it. We don't need Lloyd's, Barclays, Nat West, and all the rest of them because, and surely they're going to go against that because how how can they monetize what they do for a living if I can transact with my with my Bitcoin in my pocket? Surely I'm cutting out the banks. So that's my there you go. That's my that's my prediction. 
that the banks it won't be allowed to happen because the banks are going to kick off and go no that's not that's not um, yeah. we can't make any money out of it so i, I think, think we're yeah. yeah no no i think you're 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 probably and i i like what you said there about uh it's a it's a solution in search for a problem it's kind of like people who need cash are often going to be struggling with the technology anyway right so why on yeah. earth would they want would they want to use something that's just technologically more confounding no, uh, people no. People who want to use the technology as it exists in forms of contactless and, or Apple and Pay. Also, and listen, listen, the point being is, could they still, could it be turned off? That's the point. You know, yeah. it's like, like the whole thing, there's a, there's a well, I've, I've not personally used it, but I think some of the team have used it. You know, cash doesn't crash, right? You know, as you say, if, if, if technology goes down one night, if you're in a, not in a pub, I'm not always in the pub, by the way, but yeah, if you're in a pub and, uh, you know, Visa, Mastercard go down. You can pull out your tenner if you can have well, tenner or twenty quid, and you can you can crack on. I'll give you yeah. one example on that. I was in, <laughs> I was also in a pub uh, recently um, uh, in Richmond, and I was talking to the. There's a theme on this. I was talking to the landlord, uh, and you know, buying a couple of drinks, and it was the day, a couple of days after England versus Wales. And it was the white swan in Richmond. I'll give him a little bit of a plug. Uh, and a guy called Deck, who was the bar manager, talking away. And I, shamedly, I was using a card again. Right, there is, no, hang on. So, anyway, I said, do you get much of that? You know, like, you know. He said, interestingly, you say that. He said, at the weekend, an hour before kickoff, England versus Wales, the internet went down. No card payments, right? So he shouted out and said, how many cards, card machines have gone down? Who's got cash? And three people put their hand up out of a full bar, right? Loads of people walked out. Uh, you know, most of the pub walked out because they wanted a drink. And I just thought to myself, so he was going like, Jesus, why are more people not carrying cash for that eventuality? And maybe is it just people are just bloody lazy going, oh, do you know what? I can't be bothered or I can't find an ATM. Oh, I don't need it. I've got my cards on me. I'll be fine. But what happens when you're not fine? When you go, my God, I, now, now what am I going to do? So, yeah, it's like, just have some bloody money on you. Yeah. Those eventualities. Yeah. Or, just, or just start spending more money. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. It's, 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 a, it's an interesting think... one, you know. Yeah, I think mine, I think we're on that very kind of apt anecdote of, and that takeaway of always make sure you're carrying a bit of cash, which yeah, as yeah, a takeaway, yeah. I really like, I think. Uh, and we might and have... here's last point, right? So, because you're obviously a father as well, and I've got a couple of kids myself, mm -hmm. is can, what would happen in the world of, especially with the younger ones, right? The tooth fairy, right? Is the tooth fairy, can the tooth fairy go cashless? What do you do? Do you put an IOU under the pillow? Right? <laughs> I thought about that. Yeah, yeah. I promise to pay little Rosie 50p or a pound. But where is it? Is it a promissory note? Right? I know it's a joke and a laugh, but the beauty with kids and financial literacy and all the rest of it is, is giving them, you know, well, not so much notes, but coins, and they go, okay, I can, I can learn to count. That's one pound, that's 50p, that's 20 pence. There is a beauty to that. 
And if we lose that entirely, imagine in 10 years' time going to a child, a handful of coins. They go, what is this? It's like the Roman times. You know, we, we can't afford to lose that. It is, that's my plea. It's just so important. You know, cash has to continue. Yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you my own, my own personal anecdote on that. Actually, if you, if you like, I when I was yeah. about, I must have been about nine or ten years old, and I used to, and I actually still do it. I've still got behind me here. You can't, probably yeah. can't see, but I have a jar with coins in it, and whenever I have coins, I'll chuck them in the jar, and then after yeah. a certain period of time, you look at it and you think, oh, there's quite, quite a lot in there. When I was about nine or ten years old. I'd been saving my coppers, copper coins from my pocket money, whatever it was for, for quite, I mean, I wouldn't say years and years because I was only nine or 10 years old, but yeah. um, I had a big jar full of copper coins and I decided to count it. I spent all afternoon counting it and I had 95 pounds in there. Yeah. And the next day, not a lot of money back then. Next oh. day, I was in the supermarket with my mum and she gave me, I remember it really clear, she gave me a fiver. She said, here you go, fiver, you know, treat, go treat yourself. And I looked at her and I think, if I had, and I said to her, if I add this to my copper coins, I'll have a hundred pounds. She said, yeah. So, do you know what I could buy with that? I wasn't being as eloquent because I was 10 years old, but I said, do you know what I could buy with this hundred pounds? I can go buy myself a Nintendo with a hundred pounds. And I, and I did, I bought a Nintendo and I was playing Mario Kart with my, my friends, you know, not long, not long after. And that was a, a lesson learned in cash. So yeah. I, think, I think you're right. And I forgot, I forgot about that. And it just came to my head as you said it. That's no, true. It's true. <laughs> listen, it's, it's so, so important in many, many ways, young, old, but, but cash, listen, again, last thing to leave it with cash, mm-hmm. cash isn't, cash isn't just for the elderly. It isn't a case of, oh, we got to wait because all the anti-cash brigade will say, oh, but we've got to wait for the elderly to catch up or let's get them more digitally included. What a lot of old rubbish. We don't need... Listen, I'm not against card payments at all. I, I, as you heard, I do use a card quite a lot. We, 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 need, we need... Look, we need a payment choice. We need to have... Yeah. I've got a cash, I've got a card. I need the choice to do it. And if I go to businesses that don't accept cash, I do, like I've said to the media many times, I'll, I'll, t- I'll boycott. I'll walk out. I'll also have mm-hmm. a row before I walk out, but I'll walk out. <laughs> You know, you know, so yeah, it, it kind of we have to. That's what we have to do. Um, and the old saying is, you know, use it or lose it. You know, that's the point, right? And we maybe we've got to get it across the younger generations. You know, tap, tap, tap. Apple watches, all that jazz. Come on, you know, it, it's when it's gone, it ain't coming back. So we've got to do our level best to make sure it does. And in this election year, you know. Like I've said to the Telegraph and, and others, it's one thing that Rishi Sunak could probably do, and it wouldn't cost an awful lot, a payment choice act. But I don't think he's got the political will to bother with it. And it's an, also an open goal for Labour uh, to, to get on board with it. But we shall see. There'll be lots of lobbying going on in the next few months, I can tell you. So, uh, yeah. So watch this space, Ed, I think is all we can say. Mine. Thank you. A clarion call to protect cash and the choice for cash. Thank you very much for for joining us. Um, You're listening to the Mouthy Money podcast. Martin, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you. Anytime. You can catch us on Spotify and Apple and uh, I believe on YouTube and on the Mouthy Money website. 
Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, goodbye.